Today is Friday, December the 15th, 2023, and welcome to episode 74 of Rural Reliance with the Kitty Couple. I'm Julia. And I'm Erin. We're a small homestead family in rural southwest Virginia that work every single day on being more self-reliant, less dependent on outside sources, merging frugality and homesteading. Yeah, and you know, we talk about this one a lot, or around the topic, just because we've experienced so many times without power we have and for us it's really important this is probably one of the top things that we have prepared for in the past now life has changed a lot (laughs) for many people in the past three years so these preps aren't just limited to power outages it's our primary focus here but this Mm -hmm. is really just in general these are things you need to have on hand preps especially in the winter time now you're going to see a video come out from us. Has some really quick preps that you need to have for winter. Be sure to check that out. But today we actually want to really focus on power outages and winter. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about power outages. We live rural southwest Virginia. Our power company is notoriously expensive. And notoriously bad at managing the lines. And that's probably putting it lightly. Yes. We actually just had an increase. Oh, well, it goes, I think, at the end of January. It passed. Oh, it passed, right. It passed. Another and $16 for a 1,000 kilowatt hours. You know. Why did they pass it? Because they said they needed it to maintain the power lines. Yes. So they're saying the power lines are bad, the trees, they need to start cutting down the trees, managing all this, which we all knew that was an issue. We all knew that was a problem. Um, We know because we experience it. One tree falls, the wind takes a slight breeze, and the power goes out. Um, It has actually not been terrible in the past few winters. We've had a few cases where we've lost power, but it's been worse than the summers. It, it has. Um, it's been days upon days in the summer. I mean, it, it's been so bad. But we still want to make sure, like, if we're prepped, summer's important. I'm not saying it's not summer is very important, but summer is a much more manageable time for us versus the winter time. Because winter time, we might not be getting out. It's might e- not be able to get out. Not right. You know, it, it's easier to cool yourself down than heat yourself up. It's dangerous in the winter. Yep. It's dangerous for us in our area. And a lot of people will be like, we can get out no matter what kind of weather. You're not getting off this mountain in bad weather. You'll you'll need chains and it's going to take you a long time. And it's dangerous. Yep. It's very dangerous. It's really not worth it. Um, You see a lot of people around here on our interstates. If a sudden snowstorm hits, they will be lines of vehicles on the sides of the road because even our interstates are poorly maintained and it's really not safe to drive when it's bad weather out. So that is why we focus so much on this because in our area, this really is a big thing. If we got snows like they have in the east, out west especially, we we would never be able to, like we wouldn't be able to function. No. Um, it's, it's completely different in the mountains and around here versus these other areas where snow is kind of normal. We don't really get a lot. And 
well, in our area, it's contracted out as well. So even the State Department doesn't even usually do our roads. They contract it out to groups who do it when they get to it, you know. It's just really, it's really rough. <laughs> and the roads are in poor condition, um, at least for us mm-hmm. in our area. It, it's really, really bad. So we want to talk about it. And this is also one of the reasons we have really focused on reducing our dependency on outside power. Um, And it comes in the form of getting a wood stove to heat the house in the wintertime. Getting the solar set up so that we can run the refrigerators, the freezers, the basic needs that we have. All of these things have came into fruition because... We've had to deal with power outage. We've lost freezers, food before, and etc. Yes. So... So that's why we're so passionate about this and why we feel like it's a top prep for everyone. They mm. really need to be thinking about this. So top one, and we're just going to go through these. Some of them we'll expand on. Some of them not so much because we have expanded on them. First one's going to be food and water for all your humans. And, and animals. And your animals. Do not forget your animals. Make sure you have thawed, ready-to-go water for whatever length of time you think you might be stuck at home. If your time frame is two to three days, depending on where you live, have two to three days of water on yep. hand, easy to grab, in a place where you can at least maintain it and get to it for your animals. For us, we're probably going to go more on the week to two weeks. Just just because that's what we've experienced in the past. If it gets bad enough, it can be two mm-hmm. weeks before we have power uh, back on. And are, we are relying on that for our water. Um, power stations. This is something Aaron's really worked on building up in our house. It has. And I'm not talking about even like the big ones like the EcoFlow like we've got. I'm talking about just even small ones. Having small ones on hand that can run lights, that can charge phones, laptops, whatever, you know, just those type of ones. And we're always, you know, we'd always catch those on some sort of sale. Yeah, especially Black Friday. Right. Um, I know under the median, they always talk about some that have good Mm -hmm. deals. Now, we've looked at some of those, and we've weighed what they can do, their pros and cons of those, and we've um, not really needed any that size that they kind of promote. And when we were going with the bigger system, we went with the EcoFlow for the amount of uh, battery storage. And ease of use for her. And ease of use for me. We've got a couple of other ones in, in that brand now, so trying to keep more of the same pieces and parts accessible to switch out between devices is very helpful. But, you know, like I will say one of them that we bought, um, it was, you know, some some no-name one. Um, it will not keep a charge. It will not. It's, it's one of our bigger small ones, mm-hmm. and it will, like... Some, it, sometimes it does for a little bit but it's it's notorious about draining when you're not using it yes yes so it's like it's running somehow when you don't have it on but we have lots of littler ones that are absolutely amazing yeah like they do so well and they're no name no brand mm-hmm. no nothing but these things we have ran routers <laughs> we ran the router off of we ran a the little... router through the whole house street model pretty much especially in that room and with dust flying and everything in the room just because we had to have internet while the contractors were here. Every 12 hours, we would have to switch one mm-hmm. out. And it, it wasn't that much of a hassle, but it did work out really well for us. Yeah. It did. 
and those little those little power stations are amazing. So don't just think of it like it needs a bed. If you have something um, that you need to sleep, like you have a sleep apnea machine, you might need something that's a little mm -hmm. bigger. It's going to get you through the night. Anything like that that you might need for medical purposes. If you have an oxygen machine that needs to be recharged, um, I know they have the smaller ones now that the battery packs with them. So I don't understand how all that works, but you might have an option of having something so you can have that charge because that, that is a necessity. For you and that's any time of the year um lanterns kerosene heaters what else did i forget so that's uh, just you know if if you don't like you know to run led lights or don't have something solar don't want to run a generator for lights you know you've always got your old timing methods of kerosene heaters uh lamps candles you know anything like that that you can um get heat off of in in the house or a light light or light yeah. and it's also an extra backup source of light you can get oil that has no smell um or no odor the, the, the clean the, scent the yeah. clean the clean oil and a lot of people use those in the lanterns and like perfection like kerosene heaters anymore yeah. these days and that's actually the way we went i can't do a kerosene heater because the smell it really bothers my I, you know just saying those words i feel like Growing up, I could smell the kerosene. You could smell you know? that big old one, like it, not not the really old ones, the square ones. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about the big round ones. That's the thing up here. You have those really big round ones, um, and we do have one if we needed it. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> it's very very old, um, but for us, the perfection just made the most amount of sense, and we are always looking to up our game and get a few more of those. I'm on here for a lot. As well as for heat. Yeah. Um, the next one's going to be candles. Now, I will tell you this is an area I'm very I'm very deficient in because I don't like candles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I wish we had some more of, you know, just beeswax candles, those types, you know. But you're going to pay more for those. You can find other candles on sale at yard sales, you know. That but you we haven't. Right, we have We have it, but a lot of people can. Mm -hmm. So I've been looking. Like, I have a list of things that I'm looking for when we go to yard sales. So Aaron, his brain's usually on, this is what we're going for what resale. What for, to make money off of, yeah. I am looking at yard sales for, what do I need for preps in the house? Where is my glass dishes with container lids? Where are, you know, even pretty vintages, things like that. Um, and also candles things of that nature that I could put on have have on hand for an emergency situation. I would much rather pay super cheap price for those. And if I have found them, they've been super expensive mm. for used candle. And I'm not paying yeah. a lot of money. I'm, I want to pay pennies on the dollar <laughs> for a used candle. Next, these would be sleeping bags. And I feel like a lot of people really don't think this through. <laughs> yeah. And I will say like, Growing up, I always had sleeping bags on hand, but they weren't no cold weather sleeping bags. They were, no. they were for me to get down and watch TV or cartoons in, you know, type. Well, that's of what your dad does. I, I know, I know. We always had sleeping bags um, on the couch. On the couch. <laughs> just, just saying, that's one way to keep warm while watching TV. Uh, but um, you know, you've got to think, what do you need from a cold weather perspective? You know, what degree? Can your area get down to how how far down do you need you know to make sure it's rated for that temperature? 
We actually went with the same brand for both of us down to zero degree. And we got the same brand in the same size. And the reason we did this, and we got the extra big ones, we did this because there's three of us. And we could put these together, have one on top, one on the bottom. Yep. And they plus you're going to have the body heat of each other versus just the single sleeping bag with one person in it. Right. So we did this very methodically we were really trying to make sure if it does get that cold we can keep all three of us warm so make sure you check your rating if you need a negative degree mm -hmm. with a 30 degree if you don't live in an area that gets super cold like you just need to kind of figure out what works best for your area but now the colder they get the more expensive it gets they do too. they do we went with um Coleman. It was Coleman. It was yeah. Coleman. And we did. We got the extra large. I needed one really long for Aaron. And we wanted one that was wide enough that if we did have Isabel in there with us, that it would be comfortable for everybody. Hand warmers. This is just, you know, for comfort or if nothing else to make you think you're feeling warmer. You know, whether it's the basic, you know, hand warmers that you, you know, the hot hands. The hot hands. Uh, the, or uh, any more these days, they've also got ones where you can recharge and, you know, you feel the heat from it like, you know, like you're holding on to it. Um, we have got each other those as well. We caught them for Christmas for each other. <laughs> we did. We did without even saying and We both got each other the set. And they're actually really nice. So if your hands are super cold, just getting a hold of those, especially. So think of this as more of like, I, you know, if Aaron works outside and he is shoveling snow, he's mm -hmm. going to come in, he's going to come in, he's going to be really cold. So this is a really good thing for me to have because they don't get so hot you can't hold them. But it's a really good thing for me to have on hand so he can start to heat up his hands so they're not as bitterly cold. And they're rechargeable with um, a basic um, like battery charger. They don't take mm -hmm. anything at all. Next one's going to be your firewood, your oil, your kerosene, your propane, your propane anything like that. Yeah, anything like that. Whatever you use to heat your house uh, on a, you know, a day-to-day -day basis in the winter, or even it could be in emergency situations, you got to make sure that you're stocked up uh, for all of those things when it comes time. And I know a lot of people uh, are having to let their heating oil and stuff, you know, run down lower than they want to just because of the price of it all anymore. But, you know, make sure you, you, you do have enough, you know, if it, if you do lose power. We're getting into the time of the year, like for us, that it's about to start getting super cold. We, yeah. We've been a little bit warmer, but we're, we're getting into that time frame where it's about to get really cold consistently. Um, if you have a Mr. Buddy, that's the brand, right? The Mr. Yep. Buddy heaters. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have several of those canisters to keep those warm, depending on what size you're using. Um, that's always helpful. We looked at those. We went back and forth when we were looking at what we wanted. Then I found the perfection. I'm like, I love this. This is what I want. Um, I think that's what changed our mind on the Mr. Buddy yeah. once we saw the perfection and how easy it was to use. Um, it just changed everything for us. But the Mr. Betty is a good option. You can get the small ones, I think, pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. And I have been seeing a lot of people recently talk about the big ones being on sale um, at a lot of places. I, th I think they said Royal King uh, had them on sale. And I can't even remember what was the other place I saw in some groups the other day. But uh, 
uh, right now, uh, maybe I don't know if it's because Christmas time or what, the, but there have been some sales running on them. The only thing I, we hated about those was you have to have the cost of the little canisters. That's an extra added cost. It's not like going to fill up for kerosene and having the kerosene jugs or, or you know, getting the clean heat. Like, all of it has an additional cost to it. So, just something to be aware of. This next one is not a necessity, but it's nice to have. That is instant coffee or hot cocoa or like an instant mocha packet, things of that nature. Something to make you feel warmer. And it's so it's a nice treat. When we were without power, I put a pot in the fireplace, heated mm -hmm. up some water. It was really nice. I even had your dad bring us hot water. You remember I had his dad um, run hot water through his coffee pot and stick it mm. in a thermos so I can make I, I us some hot that. chocolate. And it, it worked because he was able to get to us. We couldn't get out, but he could get to us. Because right. um, we had our vehicle stuck at the, at the top, top of the driveway. driveway. Yeah. And then it's ice all the way down. Yeah. So that was really nice. Always really nice. Just to have that nice little treat, something to warm you up. It makes you feel a little good to have that normalcy. And going off of that, you know, something to heat them up with, whether yes. it is a pot that you've got for your wood stove, an electric kettle, um, you know, anything that you can use to heat up your water and your food is something that you need to have on hand. We actually got um, a coffee pot that can go into a fireplace. We got this when Isabel was born. It was one of our very first preps for her. We would have been okay without it, but we needed a way um, for her to, to make up. sure we could heat up bottles. Yep. That was our, this is, we could put it in the fireplace. We were, yep. I searched, searched to find one. So we have one of those. We also have a small little grill that we can pop up anywhere mm -hmm. it's teeny tiny we could do it on our carport to have a small fire and heat up some food or anything like that we have the wood fireplace if you do have a fireplace we actually looked at getting one of those uh, small tripods to go into them to put like a pot on it mm -hmm. and um i don't know if it might do something could we heat up water in the sun oven you could you can, because you can purify water in it. Okay. So you have the sun oven if you have one of those. It's also an option. Um, because the winter time, is because especially if you like snow, because that's typically going to be when you have a power outage in the winter. It's going to be when you have snow. That snow is going to make it hotter because it's going to reflect the sun. So everything's going to, it, it should be able to get it warm. It's going to take a really long time if it's really cold. But, it might take a while. Hey, it's an option. It's not going to be boiling. <laughs> but it would be warm enough that you can get a little bit warm. Mm -hmm. um, make sure if you don't have a heated option, this might be a really good time for you to make some investments in yourself. Um, they do have clothing now that you can get, can be a bit pricey, that has heating built in. And, the, you know, first off, it used to be just the major companies come out with them, but now there's a lot of other smaller companies coming out with them. The only thing I've seen, though, some of the smaller ones is some people say that, uh, you know, the heat burns through the clothing and they've had recalls on them. But, you know, uh, check around, make sure you read reviews before you do decide on any certain brand. We've looked at these from when we go camping. Mm-hmm. Because we found, like, that would be a really good option um, for us personally. 
And I do know um, Larry under the median. Again, he mm-hmm. loves his vest. Oh, he he's a, he's, he, always, he's, he's always wearing it. it. And I even think Hope has some socks. Because <laughs> she was talking about the her her heated socks to keep her feet warm at night. So they do have lots of options um, out there. Really look at those. And on that, um, flannel sheets. Fla- I'm telling not fleece. Do not flannel. get the fleece. Flannel sheets. Ollie's has them if you have an Ollie's. Bet you could probably find them at a Big Lots on a discount. You can't. Kohl's has them, but you're going to pay up for them. Mm-hmm. They will burn you out of the bed. <laughs> like freezing going to bed at night. Waking up in the middle of the night like, oh my gosh, I'm suffocating. They are so warm. They have been game changer for us. We've never been this warm without tons of blankets on. And we're having hardly any blanket. And we were used to using more um, cotton um, um, t-shirt. Well, the t-shirts, yeah. The the really good ones are only for summertime because they're so thin. That's what I was saying. That's what we were used to using. And, you know, going from that to flannels, a big difference too. It is. It is. It's definitely something that'll help make you feel good. Um, flashlights. You can't have enough. You can't. <laughs> and you got to make sure, you know, you've got batteries either for them or recharged or however you can do it. I'm all for the rechargeable ones anymore just because we have so many solar battery, solar generators that we can easily plug those into and, you know, have more light from them I, I will say you know make sure you have a couple of extra always too because you never know when a flashlight's gonna die and you don't want to be without a flashlight because that's like the most important thing i know you've got them on your phone but gosh when you have one of those headlamp ones it's that, game changer that you don't have to hold on to something like that those those are amazing um also make sure you have lighting strategically placed throughout your house um, if you have a really dark space, have a light on the wall. Mm-hmm. They make, make really nice rechargeable motion yep. lights now that it's like a stick. You can pull it off and you can carry it with you. These are things I have actually been looking at for our house to have in each of the bedrooms, in the hallway, and in the bathrooms. Um, and also in our kitchen and living room. just uh, And in our basement because it's just such a good idea because no matter where you are mm-hmm. I don't have to pull an, like like one of those little hit ones I don't have to pull it off the wall I can just undo this carry it around and then put it back on its face when I'm ready and it can be motion activated so it seems like it's a really good option um, oh, rechargeable or extra batteries on top of that yeah I mean make sure you always have a good stockpile of batteries or rechargeable batteries we're trying to build up our rechargeable battery mm-hmm. uh, um, stuff at all times just because... Um, we don't have enough. We do not. And I know they're more costly, but if you think about it from an overtime perspective, if you buy like three or four AA packs, you know, you're probably going to equal the cost of a good set of those anymore. And I did notice um, the other day that uh, it looks like, I think it was Panasonic I was looking at, it came out with a new set that everybody has sort of been talking about so uh those are way more expensive uh to not just you know like a set of double a's for like 20 bucks like you know 60 bucks for the charger and like four double a's that's crazy (laughs) i would also still have your regular 
just to have a couple packs of your regular always. always just because there are things i will not use our rechargeable batteries on aaron has tried to talk me into this for our for our electric toothbrushes and i refuse yeah just just on those just because you know if toothpaste gets down and water gets down in anything like that um at the begin with we had bitten not been putting rechargeable ones in like the baby's toys either no just because somebody's destructive somebody's destructive and you never know when water might get pulled poured down the back of an animal or something you know trying to feed the babies um extra blankets can't, can't never have enough we actually probably have more than enough we we probably have five times enough, enough <laughs> we but. probably do we we didn't we did not realize we had a blanket problem <laughs> and it, it, until it, I started washing all the blankets. Until we started unboxing all of them. I knew we had a lot, but man, I did not realize we had, like, we, we kept, kept lining up blankets. Like, like okay, you know, okay. We're on the edge of, you know, hoarders of blankets. <laughs> like, I have bags of them under the bed because we don't need them out. But we have them in case we do need them. Hmm. Um, so we do have a good set of blankets. You should have a couple of blankets at least. I would do different weights. You want some lighter ones, some heavier ones. Some wool is always good to have weighted, on hand. Weighted blankets are a good one as well to keep you even they warm. They are. They're really good to get your bed. It, it's not like having a heated blanket in the bed. It, it's not quite that cozy but it's not nearly as cold mm -hmm. and if you could lay on top of it beforehand it does give you a little bit more of that heated feeling yeah um so you want to set up and have ways to contain heat this is so important i feel like people underestimate this so much we did yeah and you can't just assume that your whole house is gonna stay warm if you're without power you know you're going to have to confine your heat or determine what's the most important areas or something like that unless you're totally off-grid and used to it every day, you know. Um, but, um, you know, think about what's the most strategically placed room that you can easily contain everything. But also go beyond that. Seal your doors. Make sure yeah. you don't have any areas. So what we actually just did is... I um, noticed we had some gaps around our door. Aaron was feeling a breeze come through. I got a, um, like a silicone, it's like a little silicone strip. We put them around the doors, closed the doors, mm -hmm. and it's kind of created like a little barrier yep. between the door and the crack. And we can tell a distinct difference. Now we're still feeling cold air. Our doors are still. Right. They're old, so they feel cold. So we're still going to hang something over the doors. So not only do we close off the draft, we're putting something over the door. Put in child protective things in your outlets on outside walls. You would not believe the amount of air that comes through these things. Make the investment of 12 bucks, 12 bucks yeah, for just, the ones where you can pull it out. down and pull it out. Don't get the cheapy ones, even if you don't have any kids. <laughs> It, it helps instead of you having to take the outlet cover off putting styrofoam in there any of that spend 12 bucks get the just stick them in there it will help make sure you have curtains or blinds put blankets over your curtains i do a double curtain system in in almost every room 
Um, I have two sets of heavy duty curtains, one light, one dark. We also have hooks over window, the few windows that we don't have curtains on. So we can hang blankets over. So we can hang a blanket over. That really helps. I'm actually about to put hooks over uh, the two doors to hang blankets over them as well. So we can take more of that heat. If you don't want to do a blanket and you have a draft, you can also use painter's tape. That works. It's just blue and you can see it. Yeah. But it'll keep it, it will contain your heat. Well, but if you got to go in and out the door, that's if, a different story. If you got to go in and out, it sucks. But, um, especially like if you have a glass door. If you have glass doors, make sure you're covering those up. Make sure you have like full blankets, curtain sets over those. You can't. Because glass is going to, while it reflects sunlight in, you're going to feel much more cold. Especially yeah. if it's not newer, like triple pane glass. Right. Um, seal your holes. Spray foam at Rural King is super cheap. So if you have holes around your home, you should be checking that now. Go fill them. Yep. So you can protect yourself and your home. Um, so doing these little things, it's a lot of work. It's so worth it. And you could take those extra blankets if you're hoarding blankets like us, put them over doors, and it, it just helps so much. Anything else on that one? No. <laughs> you, you covered that one. <laughs> Make sure you're a week ahead on medications, at least, or however many days. And this is just, you know, this don't have to be for winter either. This, this is should any be time of the year just because... You never know what's going to happen. If you can. Now, I know there's a lot of insurance out there. It's really hard. But, and and so, they watch it like... Like hawks. Like <laughs> something that has no need for anybody else. My God, you can't feel that thing until the day before. Yep. I, I get it. We do. We understand. There's, there's some issues. But do what you can to try to get ahead of your medicine needs. So that way, if something does happen you're okay for at least a couple of days and um, be prepared to be stuck inside for a week minimum yep you know whether you watch every need you know from a um, living perspective you know make sure you have you have enough of whatever you need uh, during that times so even you know stuff to entertain yourself for a week we're just talking to some people who i care about very dearly they're like I don't have enough food for tonight, let alone enough food for a few days. And I'm like, oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my chest just dropped. <laughs> it's like, no, our foods are ready for tonight. Like, I just have to pull it out and heat it up. Like, that. that's where I am. Um, so, don't, th there could be extremes on both sides. Try to find your middle ground where you want to focus and get to your comfort level. Make sure you're prepared because you can be stuck. We all saw it a couple of years ago mm -hmm. where we were told to stay home. Yep. Didn't matter if you had groceries or not, stay home. It's kind of what we were told, wasn't it? Yep. And, and this is really important in rural areas, especially if you have power outages, because in rural areas like where we live, your power outages usually mean road closures. Mm -hmm. Roads could fall in. We've seen many times where whole roads have fallen off in bad weather because wow. sinkholes or the roads just broken apart. Um, you remember when you were going to work and like half the road fell? Yes. Fell off? Yes. So they had the road closures that way. 
Um, I remember when growing up in the snow of 90, blizzard of 93, you know, we got to talk about blizzard of 93, uh, <laughs> um, that um, when me and my dad got out that time after it had been, been like a probably a week and a half at that point uh, to go get more kerosene, um, there was 140-some trees across the road on the way out to town. Yep. Don't know how much more you could say to that. And that just, if you live in an area like that, that could be a problem. You can have power lines in the road. You're not going to be able to have a tractor come through and get those. I have to wait for somebody who can actually mm -hmm. make sure the lines are alive. That happens pretty often here. We see that on mm -hmm. Facebook all the time oh, yeah. of our neighbors seeing power lines and trees. Well, anymore in the towns around here, in even towns. people running into the... <laughs> It, it's poles. pretty common but in the town you're more likely to get the power company yeah. out there out here we'll be out there next week maybe <laughs> depends on what it looks like these yeah. people these people have been working hard and they need to sleep not saying they don't need to sleep but <laughs> and the main thing here is you want to make sure your basic needs are covered yeah because you can be sick you can be told to stay home um, so while we really focus heavily on power outages because it's very important to us and one of our big reasons for becoming more self-sufficient, especially as we've gotten older and, you know, gotten more into homesteading. I mean, I don't, this wasn't really one of our big goals when we started homesteading. Mm -mm. No, no, but just, just from a preparedness standpoint of making it comfortable through power outages. Because we've been very uncomfortable. We've not been hungry. Mm. We've not, but we were cold. <laughs> cold and... So where our fireplace was before is in the basement with no windows. Yeah. So you basically... You're depressed. You're, you're depressed because there's no sunlight coming in that section. You're basically living off candlelight. And fire. Yeah, basically. For days on end. Yeah, you don't know what time it is or anything. <laughs> am You're I just... asleep in the day or am I sleeping in the night? And we had heat. It just wasn't warm enough. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't warm enough. Um, not for what we were used to at that point. I bet right now we'd probably be okay. Um, we've been doing pretty good with yeah. current temperature. So. It doesn't sound bad though at the moment. I could use some naps. <laughs> I know it would be lovely. <laughs> but yeah, just make sure you're keeping an eye on the things that you need. And this list is by no means exhaustive. This is just no. a few of the things that we thought of on the fly that we always try to have on hand. We're not fully prepared in all these areas, but we're prepared in a lot of them and in most of them. Um, the ones we find the most vital, the most important. And our goal is to always get more prepared in all these areas and fields, except for the blankets. Um, that's one we don't need to get no. more prepared in. No. Um, although I can't tell you that if I did see a really, really soft blanket, I might actually end up getting it because that tends to be what happens. Like, oh, this feels wonderful, and I get it, and I should. I really don't need to. <laughs> um, so, what are your final thoughts? What do you think is? Um, you know, I always think about ways of um, power outages that you're prepared enough for your food your water, and to preserve 
your food that you have like in your fridges and freezers during that period. You know, I know you can set some out in the snow, stuff like that, if it's cold enough. But let's say it's not cold enough. You don't have snow. You just got power outage, you know, in the winter when it's a real rainy cold day. You got to think of ways, you know, that you can preserve, keep your food, um, you know, safe. That's true. That's very true. Um, it's one of the reasons we went with the generator and the, the solar options just for the right. freezers. Now, our downstairs basement freezer, we will be um, lining that with some insulation yeah, we've on the sides and the top. Um, do that, talk about how, how, how much less electricity it even uses. Yeah, so that's a plan with that one because it's still a really good freezer. Um, it's not when we are at the point where we need to replace it, even though it's older. It doesn't pull too it, much it, extra energy. It, it's Montgomery Ward. <laughs> so, uh, how, how many years has it been since Montgomery Ward has been out of business? Somebody leave that down below in the comments, please. It was free. Well, yes, but I'm just saying, you're like, it's not too old. It's not too old. It still works. It's good. It works. The good size. Okay. It was free. Okay. So, Montgomery, it was my moving out gift. <laughs> Montgomery Words was definitely out of business before I got out of high school. Okay? And that's been 20 years. It does Just the saying. job. It does the job. So, leave in the comments below if your freezer is as old as Aaron. It does the job. <laughs> Who else has got a Philco Ford one, too? <laughs> That one's probably older than Aaron. Uh, it is older than me. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Well, if you've got any comments, questions, anything you want to, you know, ask or us to cover in a future episode, send it to the candy couple at yahoo.com. Make sure to go over and check out our link tree, which has all of our other content. And, you know, check out some of our upcoming videos, uh, whether it is some of our Christmas candy our Christmas um, finger, foods. finger foods, as you know, I can think of it again. And then we'll have some talks about, um, you know, water storage and stuff like that coming out as well. And uh, being guinea prep for winter. Yep. As always, thank you for joining us on Rural Reliance with the Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.